talking rugby, telling stories, rugby pick. Welcome to Rugby Pick'em. Welcome back to Rugby Pick'em. Today I got Tommy No Picks. Hey, how you doing? Florida Man Dev. What do you say? And in this COVID atmosphere, it's uh, an unfortunate situation. Rugby has been put on pause, but we have been watching our rugby movies. We did our homework. We got some movie reviews. For the fans, but not before an update on the state of the rugby union. Right now, we have a runoff vote for chairman of World Rugby. We have the incumbent Bill Beaumont, an old sleepy Brit, running with Bernard Laporte, a Frenchman. They're considered the power block of Europe. They are the status quo. They have. They are what we've been doing. And Gus Pichot, the scrappy underdog who had been the vice chair, is now running for the chair. It's electrifying stuff because there's no rugby to watch and everybody's uh, seeing who's going to run the entire uh, world rugby for the next four years. Tommy, I personally want the scrappy underdog who's fighting for tier two countries in Gus Pichot. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Stay tuned to that vote. Yeah, hmm. you gotta you gotta lobby in the swing states. Yeah, oh yeah, the the tier two nations are the swing states right now because Europe's going with uh, Beaumont, the Southern Hemisphere is going with their guy Gus Pichot, and Tommy. It was just confirmed Argentina will withdraw their bid for the twenty twenty seven World Cup, which pretty much makes Australia um, not a sure thing, but they're running pretty much unopposed. That would be an awesome World Cup. Um, if there's still any water down there at that point in 2027, I'd be happy to go with it. Yeah. It'd be a good game. What do you say, Florida man? Yeah. Yeah. Florida and Australia are a lot alike. And how's that? I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> but, Devin, we do have one last unfortunate uh, piece of news. Our Colorado Raptors. The Colorado well, Raptors. our Colorado Raptors. Yeah. We were season ticket holders, and therefore we, we were... I guess minority stakeholders, you could say. <laughs> Not like uh, Mayor Mike. Oh, no, Mayor Mike made it very clear that yeah, he has yeah. no, no ownership. Um, but, yeah, it's news. It's not news anymore. They are withdrawing from the MLR. They quoted the direction it was going with opening that accessibility mm-hmm. to international players each year. That number got bumped up from 5 to 7 to 10. We don't know what's going to happen, but we certainly want games here in Infinity Park. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rugby Pick'em loves the MLR. It's built into our logo, but we will continue to cover rugby every end of the globe, including rugby, fiction, and fantasy, which is why we're here today. We are going to (laughs) review three rugby movies that we watch, which were amazingly horrible at times, amazingly entertaining, shock value. Touching. Touching. Tommy. Our opening one was called Prep School. Prep School. And I'm going to go ahead and we'll rate each. uh, We decided to break it down to three categories for each movie. We're going to have our production quality. uh, We're going to have our rugby realism and how well they filmed the actual playing of rugby and and incorporated the rugby culture. And then we're just going to have the plot, the the shock value of the plot. Was it entertaining? Was it a good movie? Uh, the first one we're going to rate uh, out of five rucks for each category. So prep school. I'm going to say right now, for production quality, 
prep school gets one out of five rucks. <laughs> <laughs> this thing was shot in 20 days in Treasure Island, and it showed. I uh, mean, it may have cost under $1,000. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah, I think it was like a small grant <laughs> from a, a local arts like scholarship that went towards Ugh. making this movie. Um, really, really low production quality. Get some acting coaches in there. <sighs> I mean, they didn't have a lot to deal with, Tommy. They had to hire who they could hire, but to, to slam a whole movie in in 20 days, uh, credit to the director. Yeah. He did his thing, or she. Yeah. Um, and it was filmed in Treasure Island on what is now, sadly, the old uh, Ray Sheeran Field where San Francisco Golden Gate has played and hosted many matches. I've been told and have read that it's being uh, turned into something else, which is a huge shame. So they're mm. gonna—that's another club out looking for a facility in an expensive city. Uh, if Harpo was here, he'd say Club Rugby's dead. But uh, he would also—he <laughs> would also say that Prep School's rugby realism score. Tommy, oh my gosh! One out of five rucks. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. I mean, I remember one scene. Uh, where they were kicking for posts, and it was—it seemed like the the he kicked the ball and it was going straight to the middle of the field, and it made it. They panned the camera over and make it a ninety degree curve somehow and goes right down the middle. It was—it it made me laugh out loud in the middle of the movie. It was insane. Yeah, they had one scene with like this pretty cringeworthy. Corny <laughs> knock on, yeah, uh, one or two hits, and then they stayed yeah. far away from the rugby pitch. No. But, guys, they did have a lot of, like, rugby culture in there. Some negative aspects of it, too. Uh, we For saw sure. Big Tony, the team leader. Oh, once yeah. he realized Toxic. that. Once Toxic. He re- <laughs> Tony realized Mark wasn't coming back, and he flipped a bitch on him. I mean, he goes up to his room. He's fucking banging on the door. Yeah, a lot of that social pressure that we see sometimes in, in clubs comes out. Like, what? Yeah. You're leaving the club? Yeah. How dare sure. you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, real life scenarios, absolutely for those kids at that age. But the plot, Devin, this comes to you. The plot oh, of prep school. For the plot, man, we got to go four out of five rugs. I mean, this storyline was all over the place. We had we had four or five pretty solid kind of storyline backstories going on with a, with a couple twists. In sure, there too. Sure, um, and I mean, I mean, let's start off with the coach. I mean, how bad is that accent? Guys. Oh gosh! A truly Terrible. horrific Australian <laughs> accent. He's some cut rate, cut rate Hollywood guy who like claims to have a you know. Oh yeah, I can, and this, I mean, I can this get you goes, whatever you need. This it, goes back to the production you value, right? The like, you can only pay somebody. You can't even pay a real Australian to. <laughs> right, yeah, they exactly. To be the they, you can't get them there on tw- for a twenty day. The plot was trip. good, man. It, it basically was like yeah. girl scorns guy team decides to back up guy who's been scorned takes it way too far and by I mean team one yeah, like one, guy. one snarky british and when you drink. say way too far yeah. you mean way too far oh caleb man yes yeah, so let's go into some of the characters caleb oh go, I mean, caleb was the most conniving son of a bitch you've ever met <laughs> and he, he did it with a smile on his face he didn't tell any of his buddies what he was gonna do i mean no. requisite spoiler warning guys we, i think we should have said yeah, that before caleb ruined kayla's life Oh, yeah. yeah. No no Absolutely. doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> he fucked with her cycle. Like, <laughs> he really, really went to some devious levels <laughs> because this girl 
you know, broke his buddy's heart. Like, oh. Oh. It got crazy in prep school. Um, I forgot it was a rugby movie. Uh, so, yeah. So collectively, movie, heavy air quotes. Collectively, out of fifteen stars, we are going six out of fifteen rucks. Cut that. Scratch stars from the record. We had uh, <laughs> yeah. six out of fifteen. Six out of fifteen rucks. Yeah. It wasn't pretty, but man, that plot, that screenwriter nailed it. Ugh. But what was the motivation behind making that movie? Like, what was the creative, artistic motivation? I Somebody was messed up. I, I think it's like, the, the message was, you can have your bros back way too hard. I'm just I'm just sad <laughs> yeah, that Tom didn't get his scholarship. Oh, poor oh, Tom. His, uh, internship. He'd, he'd been living yeah. his whole Tried life to from stand the up sidelines. What he, yeah. yeah, what yeah. he thought was right. And, and it bit him. Ended up watching from the sidelines at the in the last scene of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Tony is a big time bully. Don't be a Tony if you watch prep school. Guys, on to our next movie, which, quite frankly, I don't know why it took us 12 years to watch it. Made in 2008, Forever Strong, which apparently is based on a... True events. True events, a high school in the Salt Lake area, Highland Rugby. Um, They must have a great history because they made this... I'll take the rugby realism score right now, and I will say it's going to get three out of five dummies. And that's only because their the rugby Three? the rugby production on the field was great. We had like five games where they're tackling people, making plays, making kicks. We actually saw like rugby plot play out, right? Team goes sure. up by two sure. scores. But Tommy, they were traveling around <laughs> the country like a well-funded team doing a sixty-four <laughs> team tournament. Oh my god. This is not how high school rugby works. You're I saying mean, it could have been four stars but let's, if it wasn't let, so unrealistic. Let's think. I, mean, I saw a spin pass in that movie. Okay. Right. I saw a real spin pass. <laughs> there was at movie. least 30 minutes of of rugby played. Like, All right. I'm bumping played. it up. Four out of five rugby realism. You sold me. Um, because the coach did kind of pull from those all-black values. No one's bigger than the team. You know, we saw a lot of that. Put yourself or put the team yeah, before yourself, yeah, which is yeah. true to rugby code. Yeah, um, everybody sweeps the shed, you know. Tommy, on the whole, the production quality of the movie itself. I mean, we had some fucking stars. List them. Oh yeah, I mean, Sean Astin was, uh, you know, Samwise Gamgee, Rudy. No side story. Um, an old coach used to tell me, Rudy was a movie about a kid who sucked. I always got a kick out of that. Um, but yeah, they had some big actors. What was the other? Guy, what was the main character? Rick, who's Rick, Rick Penning. Rick Penning. Rick Penning. He was uh, in what? Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, or, yeah. I heard that. Was or that on the street? I can't. I, anyways, uh, he's a no-name actor, but uh, ladies, you know, <laughs> Neil McPulse. Neil McDonough, who is like a villain in every movie that he plays. He just he plays to... the same character every in everything he's in. Yeah, he's, he's a coach. Yeah, he's the coach and the guy's yeah, dad. The yeah, dad. yeah. I've seen him in other movies. I've seen him around this the the screen waves, but yeah, he's the same character. He's the asshole coach. Yeah, dad yeah. character every movie. So Devin, on the whole, what would you say for production quality for Forever Strong out uh, of five movies? I, yeah, well, I mean, they clearly spent the most money out of all three of the movies that we watched. <clears throat> and, it, and you know it's like you said it seemed like we were all over the place all over the country so I mean we gotta give it four 
Four out of five dummies. There you go. Four out of five dummies for production value. Rugby realism, four out of five dummies. Tommy, that brings us to entertaining plot. Now, here's where they might take a little bit of a hit. Because it was every other sports movie that you've ever seen. Every other. It was every it was sports every movie. every sports movie that you've ever seen. We had a lot of themes. And we had son mad at dad. Right, exactly. We had no one's bigger than the team. Yep. We had redemption, right? A, a little bit too much. <laughs> no one's bigger than the team. Yeah. There was so there was way too many irreversible bad decisions by the main character to make him a likable character, even by the end of the movie, when. <laughs> Devin, we were talking about the key plot point, right? He was doing shitty things the whole first half of the movie. More than yeah. the first half, yeah. it was like the the first six, yeah, I, yeah. sevenths of the movie. <laughs> Crazy for action, six, but <laughs> but. There was one fist bump with the most likable character. Moment. Yeah. Who, you yeah. know, spoiler alert, doesn't make it. Yeah, and then 15 minutes later, you're supposed to like him at the end of the movie when the credits are rolling. They, they want you to turn quick. It's it's incredible. Yeah. He's a terrible character. But, man, his Conflict dad. success, conflict success. Classic <laughs> plot. It just goes, yeah. It, his dad had sour grapes um, because of oh, yeah. apparent old injury. Coach was playing me out of position. I don't play yeah. hook. I don't play hook. Yeah, it was like some crazy, like... Spiteful shit. Spiteful thing to be to have to play for. I'm playing... I don't play forward. Yeah. Let's and there were... Uh, multi- not to wing forward. Multi- yeah. Guys, multiple DUIs in this movie, too. So don't yeah. drink and drive. Uh, Forever Strong. They're going to get 12 out of 15 dummies. Not bad. Not bad at all. That's oh, wait four four two is ten. Oh, it is. Thank you, Tommy. <laughs> his name is Tommy. Check. No picks, Fact but check. he knows his math. Fake news. Uh, yeah, so you gotta go see Forever Strong. Pretty unbelievably, terribly awesome. Um, and Tommy, that leaves us with the final short film we watched today. En el mismo equipo. Which directly translates to. On the same team. And uh, I got the plot score here, and I'll just kind of lay it out for our listeners. It's a 22-minute film about a gay rugby player in Argentina who's trapped in his own world. I think one-third of the film is him just staring off into the distance, like thinking of some heavy shit. And the other two-thirds of the film are like Argentinians being homophobic and not making it easy for him by any means. Now, do you think it's Argentinians, or do you think it's just rugby culture as a whole that they're trying to portray as homophobic? Yeah, I, I think this movie had Argentinians in it, but sure. I think you are you are correct in saying it is a masculine game. I mean, anybody who's played knows when locker rooms get a certain way, it's, it's very, very hard to talk openly about certain things that aren't with, you know, how the team sees it. Yeah. And certainly in this case... You know, he had his own teammates berating him, his own parents, not berating him, but berating other gay people right in front of him. Um, it was a good plot. For 22 minutes, Tommy, I'm going to give it four out of five rolling malls. I would I would also give it four out of five for the plot. I thought it was good. How Wait, about you were the, doing uh, plot for that one? How about the production quality? What do you think about that, Tommy? In a 22-minute oh, yeah. movie, how did they do? 
Hey, I thought that there was a lot of good details I saw hanging on his wall. They had the player access passes. It looked like he had been to a lot of tournaments. So good uh, set design for sure. Um, there was like some really good, like artistically tasteful shots, camera shots, where he it was it kind of seemed weird in the moment. You're like, why is he sitting down in the middle of a median of a busy? busy like highway type deal yeah. but it was kind of symbolic where yeah. he's like there's sure. there's cars coming this way and cars going that way and he's like which way it's kind of like symbolic of the it his, was uh, his it was situation. a really really good senior project for 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 uh, yeah. you know for an R major somewhere R major it could just be like a, a rugby player who played and he's like yeah I'll, I'll give it a hack with a 22 minute movie we could have made all these absolutely yeah but I just see it as being like a, the the grade, the final grade for some class. Oh, yeah. got you. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were saying like that's how it got produced. Like no. some old rugby head was like, yeah, let's just no, make no, a no, short no. movie. No. <laughs> no. Like, so yeah, got, somebody got an A with that thing. I give it uh, four four out of five rolling malls for Ooh, the production quality. Not bad, I'll use them yeah. And uh, Deb, that brings us to you, the rugby realism. We mm. talked on kind of the pressures of a masculine locker room. That's certainly there. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, coming right out with it, I'm going to say three, three out of five rolling malls for rugby realism. Um, you know, right off the bat, you know, as they're kind of introducing the characters, they're doing this little montage deal. You see a nice little strike off the tee. You know, at the at the post, an offload or two, and then there's a you know, yeah, there's a little bit of like a short little pass, you know, and there's a little bit of contact. So you're thinking, okay, maybe. Well, that was the only rugby that you really saw. Yeah, they took yeah. prep schools around yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> get a couple so, good um, rugby scenes in the intro. You know, but to speak to like what Brendan, Brendan, and I were talking earlier, culture-wise, I mean, I think it's represented fairly, uh, fairly accurately. You know, they're always after the party. Um, um, following the game, uh, girls are girls are around, uh, and I, I don't really like how they per- portrayed the homophobic uh, culture uh, in rugby because I don't think I've ever really experienced that. And I, don't, I you guys can talk to that. No, I agree with you. Uh, it could be more of a maybe it's thing. yeah maybe it's like a, a European South American thing. Um, Every locker room kind of has a different vibe, but the people who laid out this movie were making it as uncomfortable for that kind of person who's in the closet living in an ultra-masculine world. Um, But that brought us to the final scene where his sister was like, you know... Well, before we get to the final scene, let's talk about the the scene where he's bound and gagged on the pitch, fully kitted up. Yeah, so we didn't know whether it was like a yeah. hazing scene, but it was clearly, I think, a metaphorical like yeah. dream of being stuck. This dude is literally bound and gag, ball in his hand, and he's like hopping down the field, and then he gets laid out. Yeah, right. Um, Not happening in real time. This is happening inside of his head. Yes, again, one third right. of the movie is him just looking into the distance yeah. and thinking, um, which in a 22-minute movie is roughly seven and a little. <laughs> <laughs> but guys uh the final scene his sister basically you know she's on to him like any sibling kind of has that interconnection you know if if yeah your sibling is gay or not and especially she just if there were him. twins i think yeah. they were twins yeah. anyway 
she tells him, she says, you don't have to do this. You don't have to live this life. But yeah. if you do, you know, come out, yeah. expect to face a lot of adversity. That was a strong message. It's good. Then. Maybe gave some uh, some people some bravery to come out. Who knows? El mismo equipo is going to score, I believe, a pretty damn good score. 12 out of 15 rolling moles. Not bad. I was not keeping track percentage. that time. But Nobody cares about the numbers. <laughs> but guys, if you want to watch some good rugby movies, Prep School 2015, Forever Strong 2008, and El Mismo Equipo uh, available on YouTube. Yeah. Quick YouTube search. Debo, any last things in the quarantine? Stay safe. <clears throat> Who are you voting for? Uh, Bill Beaumont or Augustine Pichot? I, I have no point of reference. Yeah, you don't know Augustine just because the name. I like the name. There you go. Tommy, what do you got for us before we sign out? Oh. (laughs) You know, I like the Southern Hemisphere rugby, so got to go Pichot. You got to go with Pichot. Rugby pick them. It's quarantine. You're bored. Tommy, tell them what to do. Stay safe. Call the number. 720-259-8825. Or... 720-259-TUCK. Wash your hands. Today I got Tommy No Picks. Hey, how you doing? Florida Man Dev. What do you say? Florida. Oh yeah. 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 Florida and Australia are a lot alike. And how's that? I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> Amazingly horrible at times. Amazingly entertaining. Shock value. Touching. Touching. Tommy. Caleb was the most conniving son of a bitch you've ever met. <laughs> and he, he did it with a smile on his face. He didn't tell any of his buddies what he was going to do. I mean, but what was the motivation behind making that movie? Like, what was the creative, artistic motivation behind somebody was messed up? Rudy was a movie about a kid who sucked. His conflict dad. success, conflict success, classic plot. comment about uh, uh, last week's uh, broadcast. Uh, Bill Russell was not a seven-footer. He was 6'10". And he used world like a dish rag. Best center of all time in my book. Guy was phenomenal. No, And he didn't wear Googles. Wilt wore Googles, but it was later on. He, yeah, I'm surprised he didn't bring up Lou Alcindor. Him and Wilt went Google against Googles. Uh, but no, Bill never wore the Googles. Just to clarify, thank you. Appreciate it, Guru. One third of the film is him just staring off into the distance, like thinking of some heavy shit.
I thought that... For an R major. Four out of five rolling malls. Know your role.